This episode is brought to you by Podmetrics, your one-stop shop for all your podcast data needs. Podmetrics aggregates data from Anchor, Spotify, Chartable, Facebook Live, and YouTube in order to show you the real picture of how your show is doing. The best part is, it's absolutely free. Sign up now at podmetrics.co and don't forget to use the referral code GEEKYHUANS. That's geeky, J-U-A-N-S. Podmetrics, the only analytics you'll ever need for your podcast. Welcome to episode 84 of the Geeky Ones. And I'm Drew. Next to me is... Uh, next to me... <laughs> next to me is Steven. My camera is mirrored, so I'm not sure where my orientation is going right now. But yeah. Um, our episode topic today is an Olympic-related one. We're going to talk about geeky Olympic moments. So yeah, the Olympics are in full swing. And, you know... Despite the number of controversies, despite the number of issues that the Olympics has faced, the delays, the the pandemic affecting okay. everything, um, you know, athlete safe health and safety, um, being um, you know, being in being put in question, where now the Olympics are the Olympics are ongoing, and you know. Uh, Steven, what have you seen or any highlight of the Philipp- uh, any highlight of the Olympics so far? Anything um apart from the ones outside of the ones we're gonna talk about? Anything, uh, any sport you're following, any event you're following? Really, I've actually been tracking cases of COVID in the world. So, I believe that the Olympics is spreading the economics monitoring of people with COVID. There were these shops who tested positive for COVID and then they left their rooms. Mm-hmm. And they went to the hospital to get another but they're really So by going to the hospital and there, they put a portion of risk. Okay. But yeah. We have a gold medal now. So that's nice. Yeah, we're gonna talk about that a bit more later. And for now, yeah, okay. So our flow today is geeky Olympic moments, and you know, the Olympics has been one of the uh largest is arguably the largest sporting event in the world, and you know, it's uh hundreds of nations, thousands of medals, uh, hundreds of nations, hundreds of medals, and it's a lot of stuff. It's a lot of loaded stuff. And we're all gonna talk about, you know, apart from the sports, every now and then we get a few geeky references, a few, you know, a few moments that bring out the nerd in us, bring out the geek in all of us. Steve is gonna be back in a few. He's having a bit of technical difficulties. There we go. Uh, there we go. Anyway, so yeah, as I was saying, Stephen, we're gonna have uh, a lot. Of, um, apart from the Olympic sports, you know, we're gonna talk about just 
whatever nerdy moment that any other that Olympic events have had in the past. And of course, we're gonna talk about Tokyo 2020 because it's the nerdiest, probably the geekiest uh, Olympics ever. I guess you know, you're in Japan, you have um, anime and video games by your side. You have every reference on your book, on your uh, on your arsenal, and they just uh, brought out everything. So I guess we can start a bit by going to. Uh, talk, talking about the Philippines in the Olympics. And Stephen, as you said, we have gotten our first ever gold medal on weightlifting with Heidelin Diaz. And, you know, Heidelin Diaz is a four-time Olympian who was once one of the youngest competitors in 2008 in Beijing, uh, who um, who had a heartbreaking finish in 2012. Had a sil had a really strong silver medal performance in 2016 in Rio, giving us a uh, helping break the lack of medals that the country has had for 20 years. And finally, we got an Olympic gold. You know, it took so long, took like 90 years to get us our Olympic gold, but hey, we're here, and we're you know we're finally on the board for gold, and. Very early into the medal standings as well. So, Stephen, your thoughts on the our, the gold finish? Hmm. Surreal that okay, it happened. I say. Alam naman natin yung support that the government gives our I mean, my is in for the world is really sad yeah but hey we finally got our medal finished yeah a bit yeah a bit choppy but yeah I guess we can say, yeah, it's a surreal moment. Like when I heard that we got a medal, it was like, it was just like uh, an adrenaline rush for the entire nation. It was like the shot in the arm, you know. We need, you know, it's a, it's one really happy little moment for all of us, you know. And you know, Hydrogen Diaz had to grind for that for years, for like more than a decade now, more than probably almost two decades for her. But yeah. Olympic gold medal finish, an Olympic record for her as well. She broke the she broke the Olympic record just to beat her competitors on the field. So yeah, uh, really awesome. Also, um, we have uh, we also have another guaranteed medalist, uh, Nesty Patesho, who has a gold medal fight coming up 
in August 3. She just beat um, her Italian opponent a while ago on the bronze medal, on the semifinals. So she's out of the bronze medal race and into the gold one. Now, basically, that puts our medal tally in two, which is uh, has not happened in a long time. The last time we had multiple medals was like uh, 1932, which we had three bronze medals. So this is really awesome. Really an awesome moment for all of us. Uh, and we have a few more athletes in the finals or, of course, have still yet to compete. So it's going to be really awesome to see uh, if we can rack up more medals. We have two guaranteed. We have one finished one, accomplished one. We have another guaranteed one. And I hope um, other sports, like uh, I think the fellow Filipino athletes in boxing are going to have to start aiming or gunning for medal spots as well uh we have um pole vault on the finals so ej obiana for that really awesome that he has uh he has come far in that finish hope he gets a medal finish which he is a good candidate for we have golf we have um uh we have golf and athlete, other athletics as well christina not i think still in uh, contention for the women's 200 Anyway, let's go to the uh, let's go to the gist of it. Um, yeah, let's go to the gist or the main topic of this show. Uh, the reason we had geeky Olympic moments, and let's start. Okay, while well, Stephen is uh, facing um, restarting and stuff. Oh, Stephen, welcome back. Hello. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Um, yeah, we're gonna start. Uh, we're gonna start with our geeky Olympic moments by going to our very first one, Stephen, and it's the Nagano Tapes Evangelion opening. I know this is not uh, an Olympic, really, uh, part of an Olympic ceremony or an Olympic event, but yeah, this was a a, doc, an, a Winter Olympics documentary about um, the 1998 Nagano Winter Olympics and. You yeah, know, it was about the opening. <laughs> yeah. So the ninth, the, the Nagano tapes was basically a documentary on the 1998 Czech Republic ice hockey team, featuring nice. stars like Yarmir Jager, who is one of the oldest active hockey players at the moment. Uh, Yarmir Jager is a two-time Stanley Cup. Oh, sorry. There. No, <laughs> um, wait lang. So, 1998's Czech Republic team, I'm pretty sure Jager was part of it too. Um, for those unfamiliar, uh, hold on, let me just find the link. Kasi medyo, it, I, I, I have to explain ice hockey for a bit here. Kasi Go on. Czech Republic in 1998. Because they were always known as yeah, Czechoslovakia like for the longest time. Less than a decade. Less than a decade yeah. or so after becoming an independent nation. Maybe just like uh, at least a decade, just fresh. I can't mm. remember the specifics on that. But yeah, it was like the Eastern European um, dissolution of unions. Like, you know, yes. nations of independence, Soviet Union just uh, being split in. Uh, being split in like 
11 nations, 12 nations. But yeah, that's it. But yeah, Pretty go much. Steven with your hockey. All right. So the roster, let me just scroll down here. The the men's ice hockey. <laughs> so from big deal because you men's ice hockey at the time. It was very it, it was so how do I call this? It was a very surprising, I know, because surprising result. Because Russia had always been one of the most dominant uh, ice hockey teams in mm-hmm. Olympic history. I mean, yeah. even it, it took a while for Canada to become the powerhouse that they are today. Now, they haven't lost since 20... I think they haven't lost since 1998. Because in 2002 was Canada, which was, uh, mm-hmm. for, which was organized by Wayne Gretzky and Mario Lemieux. Oh. And then 2006, I think, was also Canada. Mm-hmm. Wait, tama ba yung calculations ko? Wait lang. Ice hockey champion. Basta ano? Basta the Nagano tapes was a documentary on. Oh yeah, it, it, it's weird. So the two the the 1998 Nagano tapes was just super interesting because it featured a documentary on the Czech Republic ice hockey team. And they used the opening song of Neon Genesis Evangelion. Um, <laughs> what's the term? What's the name of the song again? A Cruel, Cruel Angel's Thesis. Thesis. Yeah, yeah. By oh, um, yeah. I was reading this. I was reading the reasoning behind this. Um, yeah. The guy who made the documentary explained that the reason he did this was that it was 1998 in Nagano yeah. in Japan. And during the 90s, he was hyped about that. And he was also hyped with Evangelion. Yeah. So, like, he and thought it was like, a better way to represent uh, 90s nostalgia and Olympic glory on that documentary with Cruel Angel's thesis as a, as a, like, uh, a way to hype up the opening of that docu. And it's a, it was really fun. And, mm. you know, we got rounds and it got viral and... Me and uh, me and friends just enjoyed it. Even people in the office like, "Oh my God, Evangelion!" Mm. Because, um, yeah, we had <laughs> it was fun. Um, but yeah, it was a it was a the one key part there is the Nagata tapes are about the Czech hockey team, which is you know fresh off being a newly independent nation, finally winning yeah. a medal, winning it, a medal as themselves as their own nation, and it's just. Yeah. Really, Awesome, and the 90s is a story of that because a lot of newly mm-hmm. independent nations at that time were just getting grasp of the Olympics. Um, Stephen, remember uh, Croatia in yeah. the opponents of the dream team? Mm. That's like so getting the first medal. Yeah, mm. well, I know they cannot beat the you know, they cannot beat the US in mm. that one, but hey, they got a silver as a as an independent basketball nation. Which is really mm. cool because remember when Yugoslavia fell, uh, multiple nations just uh, had to rebuild themselves after that. Uh, also worth noting, uh, nations like Lithuania and Belarus got their own medal. Uh, Lithuania, paga, got their own medals as themselves. Ukraine, you know, all those yeah. indep- all those newly independent nations were able to get their taste of Olympic glory during the nineties and beyond. Until now, you know, they're really great. Mm. Um, <laughs> But yeah, that's the first nerdy moment. And, you know, we start off mild. Now we can go uh, a bit wild on this one by yeah. going to the London 2012. Now, Stephen, yeah. I thought that 
we would only mention like uh, the James Bond thing, but I yeah. read that I read an article. Mr. Bean. Every nerdy moment of this Olympics, it's okay. it, it encompasses multiple things. It has uh, historical nerdy nerdy stuff. It has musical geekery. It has mm. um, it has movies, of course. James Bond. Of course, James Bond. TV. It has um, wait, let me uh, check. There's a there's literature. Um, it was just a wild opening. I remember watching this opening live. This is what I think this was the second opening I was able to watch completely, or third one, uh, apart from uh, Sydney and Beijing. After Sydney and Beijing, mm. uh, I don't really watch um, that much Olympic openings, but yeah, it's there. Um, okay, now. Hmm, where do we start with this one? Okay. Uh one of the things about uh one of the, the historical references are kind of cool, Stephen. Um they have the Glastonbury Tor, mm-hmm. which is like uh, a hill, a sacred tree. Like, you know, it's like uh I think it's like birthplace of United the United Kingdom or something like that. The beginnings <laughs> of the United Kingdom. <laughs> they started uh, from that. The they start of the Greek that. colonizer. <laughs> Celtic and Arthurian lore, and they ah. just went all out, you know. There's um, there's J.R. Tolkien references. There, there's some here and there. There's um, yeah, it, and then you know Kenneth Branagh was there for some reason as uh, Isambard Kingdom Brun- Brunel, you know, some uh, fictional character. And there was also cricket, you know, cricket which has not been an Olympic is. sport since 1900 is there. <laughs> We'll talk about uh we'll talk about that. We'll, I, I think we can have a segment on Olympic sports we wanna have. <laughs> we wanna see. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then you know, we we get to see uh Queen Elizabeth dropping from a chopper, quote unquote Queen Elizabeth, uh dropping on a chopper. You know, there's James Bond, you know? Daniel Craig Bond <laughs> to be specific. Literally, her majesty's secret service is now protecting the Queen of England. And mm. we have Mr. Bean. So yeah, Crazy. Mr. Bean was there. The Olympics. Yeah, it was. I mean, cool. this is Rowan Atkins. It's Rowan Atkinson who hasn't used the Mr. Bean character in years at this point. Yeah. Besides the cartoon, and then there was uh, there was also English literary references. Um, Lewis Carroll, uh, Willie, uh, Lewis Carroll, one of, being one of them. Uh, J.K. Rowling was there, but yeah, let's not talk about J.K. Rowling. Yeah, <laughs> let's not talk about after that. But yeah, she's the literary. Uh, connection of that Sorry, but man. it's it's more of the roots of um you know english fantasy literature which is a really wild world of course and then we also get um you know yeah we also get the yellow submarine of the beatles in, in the <laughs> of mid of this um in terms of musical guests paul mccartney was there of the beatles yeah, Paul McCartney, one of the uh, stalwarts of um, English music, you know, he's he's still there chugging along. He, he has a uh, you know one of the one of the best musicians of the twentieth century, and there's also um, the Arctic Monkeys were the ones prominently performing here. They mm-hmm. performed the "I Bet You Look Good in the Dance Floor," which is a song that we mentioned in um, our music episode, Stephen, if you remember. Mm-hmm. They yeah. were there, and they also performed the Beatles song "Come Together," which was a strong performance, uh, considering that this was the Arctic Monkeys before they hit big with their 2013 album, before they got worldwide attention. And 
if Steven, do you know the Prodigy? Yeah, that EDM group. Tamaba, yeah. are you two DJs? They were there as well. And hmm. perhaps the geekiest thing is the guy who made the internet, Tim Berners-Lee. Sir, I mean, Sir Tim Berners-Lee was also <laughs> featured. You know, the invention of the internet was somehow there. And I think some Monty Python references here and there. David Beckham is there. But yeah, it was just a... Of course there's going to be Monty Python. I mean... Monty Python is so influential in modern day comedy. We just don't know it. They're so influential that they've even influenced, you know, American comedians like Conan O'Brien, for example. Like he was influenced by Monty Python. So a lot of them are just amazing. I mean, there's a high chance that in the 80s and the 90s, a lot of there's a fair share of Monty Python actors going around. Eric Idle being one of them. Um, the previous Q from James Bond, I can't remember his name right now. Um, what's his name? Let me just find out. Uh, the Monty Python, and you're the one the actors of Q. See, okay. not Ben Wishaw. Ben Wishaw's new version of Q. Hold on, let me find it. <laughs> He's somewhere he here. <laughs> He's an A. Hold on. Yo, and John Cleese. John Cleese oh, yeah. is a very yeah. So John Cleese is part of one of the founding people, uh, one of the founding members of Monty Python. So mm -hmm. they are very, very influential. Now, if we're talking about like the crude comedy that we have now about sex and stuff, and, and yet you, they do it in a very smart, intelligent way. Not not everybody will get right away. Not because if it's it's intelligent, but sometimes it's just so you have to think about it before you understand the comedy of Monty Python at times. But it's really good. And there we go. Yeah, that's the 2012 London Olympics, which I think at that time was the nerdiest Olympic opening I've seen mm -hmm. because um. Most of um, most of the Olympics are cultural, like more historical yeah. and cultural, and you know the 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 UK just uh, changed it up a bit by adding a bit more flavor into their opening. Mm. <laughs> lots of we lots of um lots of uh, awesome references right there, and yeah, that's that's the London opening. It's it was really great at the time. It was a uh, it was different. It was a different kind of opening. Because it, would, yeah. it felt less sporty, but more on like um, it just touches different different categories altogether. It was a mix. It was a mix and match. Yeah. Now, before we move on, now Stephen, I'd like you to talk about this little Comicsology ten dollar gift card giveaway that is not sponsored by Amazon <laughs> that we have on our page right now, on our pages right now. All right. So we are giving away two. Comixology gift cards. Uh, each card costs around $10 US. And in order to win these cards on, well, on, on if or in order to win the card on Facebook, simply like our page and leave a comment of one comic book guest that we have featured. So just like our page, go to the pinned post and drop the name of one comic book guest that we featured and then once we hit 1000 likes on facebook we will include you in the raffle we will be streaming the raffle here on facebook and twitch and then 
for Twitch, just like just follow us on Twitch, and you will be, you will be automatically included in the Comicsology gift card giveaway, not sponsored by Amazon. So it's very yeah. easy. Uh, let me just repeat: Facebook, like our page, uh, drop a comic book artist on our pin post that we featured on the podcast, and then follow us on Twitch. That's about it. So you can win either one of the two. But if you have one on one, we will not allow you to win on the other platform that's all okay well yeah there's a this is a ten dollar gift card giveaway and you know yep. that's a that's a good amount of comics you can get for 10 bucks and mm-hmm. there's a little there comicsology is a nice little treasure trove of comics to get anyway you can even find the tetsuya naito uh, manga on comicsology oh, yeah. so if you're interested in that it's only like four ninety nine, so you can still use it for other comics that you want to read. Yeah, it's actually really cool, um, really cool little giveaway that we have right now, and yeah, it's a lot of things. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, ten bucks is a lot, and it is you not only get a nice little uh, gift card, you also help. Uh, Help the page, help our social media pages grow, help our Twitch page grow as well, which is really an awesome thing. Yeah, uh, anyway, 10 bucks. And let's go with our second, uh, our second thing. Before we go to, uh, before we go to our little main event, so to speak, let's talk about unusual Olympic sports, Stephen. Um, for you, Stephen, what is one sport that you find, um, unusual in the Olympics, current sport? You know what will always be odd for me? Uh, this. Oh, by the way, Stephen, you yeah. can go with either summer or winter for this. Curling. Place. Okay, yeah. Curling, so, okay. man. Yeah. Curling. I was going to say the same thing, but yeah. Go on. <laughs> you know why? It's people basically brushing the floor. And it's a sport. Like, I, I don't uh, know why. Maybe it's my perspective. But esports feels more like a sport to me than curling. I don't know why. But I don't know. It, it's just... Curling is such an odd sport because like it's it has it has the you know stick handling of hockey, okay. ice hockey, but with a broom. As in, you get a broom and then you're already curling essentially. Pero yung ang mahirap sa curling is that the stones they use for curling come from a from a very specific place in Europe, oh, <laughs> and it's God. hard to uh, to acquire that. Wait, it's, it's just thought, so weird. Okay, okay. Wait up. You said it it comes from a specific part of Europe. Wait, wait, where is it? Where do you get a freaking curling stone? And I thought it was just something um I thought it was something normal. <laughs> I didn't know that. No, it was no, like it's not it's, if I recall correctly, do all curling in uh, um Yeah. So I just saw this on <laughs> According to the BBC, the granite used in all curling stones come from one of two places, the island of Elsa Craig or a quarry in Wales. There mm-hmm. are only two places in the world where curling stones are made. It's such a like, – it, it's even more rare than ice hockey if you think about it because ice hockey has evolved from using wood to mm-hmm. carbon fiber material for their sticks. The pucks are made of rubber. So I don't know. I think Medro Mahira. I don't know. Parang, you know, it, it's it's pucks. You know, they, I, like plastic pucks are technically cheaper than a 
large stone that you have to mold. <laughs> and it, it's yeah. crazy to me how this is still one of the most interesting sports in the Olympics. Heck, I bet curling will attract more people than ice hockey just because it's so out there. Well, and that's my most unusual Olympic sport. Uh, I would say it's really, it's a really intriguing sport. Um, mm. uh, well, of course, it's it's it gets intense as well. It, it's also yeah, it does, uh, it does. It does get intense. It does get heated. Uh, I mean, not as heated Definitely. as ice hockey. You know, yeah. I don't think you. <laughs> I don't think you can bump around each other in ice hockey. Uh in no, no, mm. in curling the same way as ice hockey. There's no goons. Mm. In, <laughs> there's no goons in freaking uh, curling. I guess <laughs> uh, unless there unless there are <laughs> unless there mm. unless they exist. But yeah, can you imagine? Can you imagine a, a curling goon, where you imagine have to fight the guy before you brush for that, the... Steven. <laughs> imagine mo magana ka magsan. <laughs> imagine mo before you curl, before you brush the ice, magsasapakan mo na kayo ng ano ng enforcer or something. So man labo. Pero it's yeah, funny because there's no there's no there's no fighting in in Olympic ice hockey. You can't fight. Oh, oh, that's uh, that's actually hmm. worth noting. You get ejected. Okay, because fighting is like uh, somewhat of a regular occurrence in normal ice hockey. Oh yeah, in normal ice hockey. If you're like in the NHL or minor league hockey or you know, and like even in college, in college ice hockey in the US, I think if you fight, you're ejected. That's why yeah, well, fights that's are so rare. rare. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Fighting is hockey. Fighting in ice hockey is such a weird, normal thing that we're somewhat used yeah. to, and it's yeah, unusual. It anyway, let's go for uh, other unusual Olympic sport. I put modern pentathlon there. You know, Stephen. Um, okay, this is probably the weirdest current Olympic sport because pentathlon is like ten sports. Um, there's decathlon, right? Decathlon is uh, yeah. All of them are athletics events. So they're pretty standard from uh, 400 meters, 500 meters. I think there's swimming and there's swimming involved. I think and discus throwing for in decathlon. Mm-hmm. So it's like a complete athletic uh, event package. But for modern pentathlon, um, modern pentathlon is weird because, um, okay, Stephen, get ready. <laughs> Get ready for the sports that are included in the modern pentathlon because okay, one fencing okay fencing right okay you can okay. You, you can get you can get with fencing. Um, next up we have swimming. What? Yeah okay okay yeah no, 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 we're 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 just what getting started. started this okay, one. Okay, see okay next one is. Show jumping, huh? <laughs> show jumping which is an equestrian <laughs> category. Okay, for context, Stephen, the pentathlon, the modern pentathlon is like I think it's cavalry man training, very old fashioned mm-hmm. uh, cavalry man training. You know, uh, the fine gentleman sir kind of training. But yeah, it's a weird thing. Um, let's see. Uh, and one of the final uh, competitions there is shooting, pistol shooting. Okay, I can get that. Weird. Uh, there's running as well. <laughs> there's a laser run, and those are like it's like a three thousand. Okay, a laser run is running and shooting in one event, Stephen. Okay, 
Yeah, I've seen that. Has... Sa, ano... Yeah. So winter ba to? What? Winter Olympics ba yung running and shooting? No, no, no. This is uh, this is summer. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Lahat to sabay? Like you have to do one thing after the other? Um, I think this is like a few days. This this is span of a few days. Of course, I don't think I don't think okay. uh, you want this to happen on one day. You might uh, you might actually cause someone to be go to the hospital after this event because it's a very okay. tiring one. Anyway, um, the laser run is like running. A competitor has to run three thousand meters in total, and then mm-hmm. oh, no no before uh, one thousand laps each, three laps of one thousand, and before each lap, you have to hit five targets with a pistol. <laughs> ah, it's kind of tiring, right? And there's a <sighs> there used to be a cross country run, but I think they I think they kind of changed that. It's kind of scary. Um, yeah, it's a it's a wild thing. Um, basically, it's cavalry training. I think. There also used to be a long jump disc. Uh, there, the the Catlon has long jump discus and the normal stuff, right? But mm. this one is just unhinged, and uh, it's kind of surprising to see that it's still in the uh, regular Olympic lineup of sports. Now, if we, we can talk about weird defunct Olympics, Stephen, and one thing I saw was art, art competition, huh? art competition for once Olympic. Level sports, yeah, art. So that's from weird. 1912 um, to 1948. So that's that was like a couple oh. of Olympic tournaments in the 20th century, and it included uh, architecture. Um, okay. Next one is literature. Okay. Uh, okay. Architecture is divided into some categories. Like there's town planning, what well, being one of them. <laughs> Um, oh my gosh. And there's literature which has uh dramatic, epic, and lyric style literature. Uh <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So minimum battle rap from eight mile can count as part of the literature. It can count as part of the art competition because there's music, oh Stephen. Music is one of the categories. Um, music oh has orchestral, so instrumental, so... and solo and chorale music. Come so on. I would like to see this come back. How about you, Steven? I mean, I know it's kind of a, it's kind of a weird thing. It's kind of a wild, uh, wild mishmash of Olympic sports. But yeah, I think I think our competence would be great because at least. <laughs> It would force national governments to support the arts. Yeah. So, this would like uh yeah, our government budget imagine go here, man. I'm going to representative natin dito kung may rap competition sa Olympics. Sino dapat si DJ Lunio or something? Sino yeah, ano yung we just get Glock 9 and ano just get the likes of Glock 9 and Balaki then just go go all the way. Yeah, like, go do whatever you want. Pero the question is can they rap in English? I think Glock 9 can rap in English. Yeah, they though. can. Yeah. I think he they just can. doesn't it's like not... show it a lot. Or you know, or just let uh just let countries rap in their own language and that's gonna be because oh, that's, that's like, uh, be fun, like man. That's like uh you know it's like Eurovision but crazier. Eurovision better Eurovision because you're actually getting the best musicians of each country. I, oh. I don't, I don't know 
I mean to your vision, but hey, your vision is a really, really fun thing. Could you imagine if you were AC Taylor Swift, your representative, tapos kung hindi si Taylor oh, Swift, yeah, right? Right? Yung fans, diba? And imagine there's like men's and women's categories. So like, oh no, this is a, this is gonna be a huge... Uh, tapos yung mixed band category, pag Paramore. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Anyway, let's go. There's, uh, and Steven, there's painting. <laughs> there's painting. Yeah. Uh, it painting. ranges from drawing, graphic art, and um, actual paintings, full full okay. paintings. There's also prints, watercolors, and there was even um, arts and crafts and etchings and engravings. Weird Olympic things. Lastly, there's sculpture. <laughs> sculpture, really cool. Um, but yeah, uh, if you're wondering, Stephen, who are the top medalists uh, in the art competitions? It's the Germans. Followed by the Italians and the French. All of them have uh, at least 10 medals, more than 10 medals in those competitions over the span of a few years. So, yeah, art competition, right? And uh, oh, Steven, I put special figures here, Steven. This is a Winter Olympic thing. Special figures is like, uh, it's basically figure skating. But the goal is instead of um you know having a complicated routine that would help you get a high score you know your ba- your score is based on your routine you have to do I see here this Stephen ice patterns on the ice rink you have to draw on the ice rink what yeah uh, this it, existed before weird. yeah because because it's not a thing because it really yeah. is just figure skating. Like yeah. based on the age level, the Like Michael mm-hmm. Martinez is in like the mid twenties now, I think. Yeah, he's in the senior in levels. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Senior. But yeah, this this is one of those weird. Right? And also, Stephen, I also discovered that live pigeon shooting was an Olympic sport. You actually kill pigeons for Olymp- in the Olympics. Oh, yeah. poor pigeons. That's like. To be fair, like, though, uh, I've eaten pigeon in China. It was that? tasty. Yeah, but that's those are like um what the hell Olympic sports? Yes, exactly. Um, it's like it, it's a, it's it, it, it it's like a, a level above curling. Well, curling diba? is still uh, at least competitive and looks like a sport in a lot of aspects. Um, of course, we're not gonna talk about uh, we're not gonna talk about um ancient Olympic sports because we're gonna, we're gonna like be, naked oil wrestling. Oh yeah, uh, one thing that's not in the okay, we can talk about Olympic sports we wish we want to see in another in a in a bit, but yeah, unusual okay. Olympic sports. Um, it, it it just it just um it just got me. I went to a little Olympic rabbit hole this past week, and what the hell is the are these Olympic sports? Um, uh, there's also Basque Pelota. Pelota is, uh, I think it's not a really, uh, it's not a really unusual sport, but it was once an Olympic sport. Yeah, it's a, it's a traditional Spanish sport, right? There used to be Pelota courts all over the Philippines. Oh yeah, Stephen, there was ballooning in the Olympics. Hot air balloon. Ballooning? Hot air balloon racing. Wait, like hot air balloon racing? Yeah, yeah. How long does that take? A while. <laughs> I think it's like one event. Um... Yeah, uh, oh gosh, let's see. Yeah. Kite flying was a 1900 Olympic sport. Oh, that uh, sounds they fun. Were not, they were not considered official, so there were no medals. Oh, yeah, kite flying, life saving. 
saving. What? Wait, 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 wait. Do you literally have to like um I think it's like a lifeguard with a person in harm or something? No, but I think it's like a I think it's like an obstacle course training thing. Anyway, um, that's weird. It's a, we find this. We think that you know. We think that a lot of these Olympic sports are weird. Are the current ones we have are weird? No, what we have right now is kind of sane compared to whatever we got before. Um, okay, Steven, would you believe tug of war was an Olympic medal sport? I can believe that because tug of war really does feel like it. Yeah, I think. Uh, Let's go back to let's go back to uh, uh, tug of war later. Oh, oh yeah. there was gliding. There was gliding in the Olympics. That would have been cool. Mm, yeah, but I think it's dangerous in terms of like <laughs> so many yeah, I think things. It's, uh, for... it's expensive slash dangerous, and I think having a facility or like an open field dedicated to that is really difficult to find in certain. Yeah, in a lot of like, is this so dangerous? Of, uh, <laughs> yeah. From a general perspective, it just sounds very dangerous. Yeah, I think even for even for large Olympic hosts, I mean, even mm. for Olympic hosts, it's hard to find places for that. But yeah, let's go to um. Oh yeah, before we go to the next uh, next topic, we go to uh, a little plug from Shopee. Now, you know, Shopee is a nice little place for sales. I guess uh, both of us know that, Stephen. Nice little place for yes, I know it very well. Wink, wink. <laughs> little bargain finds, yeah. Yes, right yes. Uh, little bargain finds, and every now and then a major sale happens. You know, like um, the seven seven sale, the six six sale. Yeah. And actually, right sale. now, uh, as we're recording right now, we're having. Hey, wait, no. Tapos na pala yung Pecho de Panado sale. Never mind. <laughs> tapos na yung Pecho de Panado sale. Um, the next one is the eight eight flash sale. So make sure Ooh, awesome. to stay tuned to Shopee on August eight. Because the deals will be changing very quick. So use our link, tinyurl.com slash to help us keep the lights on on the Geeky Ones podcast. And yeah, that is about it. Get discount vouchers, cash back, and much more by going to our link, tinyurl.com slash And that is it for our friends at Shopee. Awesome stuff. Yeah, awesome stuff, awesome sales, awesome discounts. Let's go. Um, next one we have, before we go to uh, talking about the Tokyo Olympics, which is the geekiest thing, geekiest Olympic thing ever, despite whatever circumstance they're in, we have all the Olympic stats. Now, Steven, this is a weird thing. Now, that rabbit hole of me going looking into Olympic data or information along with unusual sports, I took a look at, like, uh, medal tables, who are, like, uh, athletes with the most medals. And, of course, I think mm. you know the most successful Olympic athlete of all time, which is Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps. Yeah. Um, this guy, this man, had freaking 28 medals in total. Oh, my gosh. Across, like, 28. Across, like, uh, five Olympics. Uh, oh, no. Technically, across... 04, 08, 012, and four Olympics. So, like, Grabbing, crazy. Huh? Um, let's just say that he has 23 gold medals, three silver medals, and two bronze Same medals. Bad. Second is Larissa Latinina from the Soviet Union, who has 80, who has 80 medals for herself in gymnastics. And 
gymnastics is a really difficult sport, especially, and it's really difficult to be a multi-time Olympian for that because mm. age of retirement in gymnastics is early because uh, very, injuries of age really affect your performance there. And um, Sobra. Yeah, and of course, we have the uh, the most successful winter athlete is Marit Bjorgen from Norway, who is a co- cross-country skier. Yeah, and that's I think that's the one I was thinking. Like cross-country skiing, I think involves shooting as well, tamba, or is that different? I think it's different. I'm not sure. We could uh, I could take a quick look, but yeah, she has uh, a total of uh, fifteen winter olympic medals she has eight gold four silver and three bronze and cross-country wow. skiing is um an endurance event i mean everything in the olympics feels like a freaking endurance event because it looked it's like you're it's you're in a world tournament i mean every sport every specific sport has a world tournament but this is like the top of the top of world competition you're facing off against athletes that are you know considered like the greatest of all time in their respective categories you know this is like uh all an all-star event in general yeah this pretty much it is medal event, and that's crazy crazy to think you know and steven would you know what biathlon is biathlon um biathlon yeah it's a winter uh, what is sport that I am not familiar with. Which is, it's uh, it's when you you oh, cross country skiing and rifle shooting. Okay, this is the huh? one you were talking about. Okay. Yeah, this, this is the one, one I was talking about earlier. Okay, that's so uh, weird. It's intriguing <laughs> for me. I would like right. to see. Uh, I would like to watch an entire Winter Olympic biathlon, biathlon. tournament just for this. Okay, but it's okay. kind of crazy. <laughs> so, nakita ko to sa Eurosport one day. Do you remember Eurosport, the channel on cable I think, before? yeah, I did. I did. Yeah. Uh, I think the only thing that stops me from watching it is that there are some broadcasts that were not in English, I think. I can't remember. Yes, exactly. French or European, other European language. Yeah, Tapos, yeah that's, there's a reason. There and then I, I just couldn't understand it. So, you know, I just, I'll just watch ESPN. <laughs> there was this one time na nanood daw ni Eurosport just natatakot ako so nagsiskiing sila diba mm-hmm. biglang 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 dad pupunta sila sa isang area na tatanggalin they had to like quickly remove their skis and then go to this shooting target practice like target target shooting range but yeah. naman may shooting range in the middle of the snow parang ha tapos <laughs> it's a legit event it's a legitimate event yung parang it's the weird how is this how? Why? Oh, Steve, Why do you need a gun? Work? I think I think if if they want to spice things up, if they ever want to change the sport, why not shooting while skiing, right? <laughs> Puta. <laughs> Imagine, but yeah, um, yeah, Olympic. The Olympics is a mishmash of the world's best sports and the world's such an unusual mishmash, man. It's it's like a it's like a mix and match of whatever sport there there is. It's weird. Okay, we can talk about um, countries with the most Olympic medals now. For a single tournament, the country with the most yeah. Olympic medals was the United States, or was it Moscow? Let's see. Uh, or was it Moscow? Was Soviet Union? Let uh, I'll check the medal tables for this one before we move. Okay, hundred ninety-five. 
where am I? Okay. Oh yeah, I think most uh, most Olympic medals for a single nation is 195, which was achieved wow. by the Soviet Union in their own Olympics. Now the cat now this Olympics is a weird one, Stephen, because this was the Olympics where countries like the United States, where the where the Western world, much of the Western world did not join. Because people didn't want to do Olympics in Moscow. Like People boy. Yeah, that that makes sense. Yeah. But it gave a lot of it gave a lot of nations opportunity to to take part in the Summer Olympics. Hmm. That's nice. Like countries like Bulgaria, Cuba. Oh, Rusev, Crash. Sorry. Yeah. And uh, Rusev. And then Hungary, Romania. The Eastern Bloc got their uh got a lot of medals as well um yeah, you know a lot of countries got their moment in the sun in that aspect and some olympic nations got to represent their got to join them the ones that were under boycott but some of their athletes still went through because you know it's still an olympic competition and despite the conflict there you know it's it's uh you should be it still should still happen anyway um, what are other weird geeky Olympic stats we can have? Oh, Steven, the one I was talking about, most Olympic appearances. <laughs> yes, I think it's just the number very interesting one about. in Olympic appearances is a Canadian equestrian athlete named Ian Miller. Miller, mm. Ian Miller, Miller, yeah, who is known in his uh in his sport, Captain Canada. Because, uh, because of his longevity in the sport, you know the guy. Yeah. The guy has been uh, an Olympic athlete for for was an Olympic athlete for forty years. He started his career at the age of twenty five. He ended his career at the age of sixty five, and ten <sighs> Olympic appearances. He was able to win a gold, a silver medal in the two thousand eight Olympics. So yeah, he's one of the long. <laughs> he's he, man holds the record. The man holds the record for most Olympic appearances. Really interesting and happy. Yeah, this is crazy and, to me. This is insane, man. Yeah, also, he's never won Olympic gold. What? He's no, never he won Olympic, Olympic gold. Olympic, he only had an Olympic one Olympic medal, one Olympic silver from uh, oh. his career. But but hey, the longevity is there. Um, man is a career Olympian and. That's one that's like that's really cool. That's really, really, really notable. Same and, and next one is currently we have an Olympian who's on her ninth Olympics, which is Nino Salukbatse from the country of Georgia. And she calls okay, she's been competing for so long that she once competed for the Soviet Union. How how do you say her name? Uh Nino. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Nino Salukvatse from the Salukvatse? Yeah, Salukvatse. But yeah. Uh, I, I, I can't find it. Yeah, well, it's a. Uh, I'll send you this one. Okay. Oh, that's the spelling. Okay. Let me check. Yes, you know, my amount of um, watching football and international basketball. Has made me has given me an ability to understand European names. Nine times. 
Nine-time Olympian, three-time Olympic medalist. She has won a medal for Georgia. She has won medal a medal for the Soviet Union. And she was in the same Olympic team as her son at one point. What? Yeah, like, it's, like a, it's, like a cool, it's a cool bucket list. But uh, it's gap niya. Yeah, she and her son was able to participate in 2016 Olympics in Rio. Real cool. Now yeah, 1988, the... 2008, 2016, 2020. Oh, wait, she's in the other ones too. Grab. Yeah, she was in 98, 92, 96. The unified oh. team, which was the broken up Soviet Grabe. Union. That's like, insane. It's a lot of fun. Crazy, Dabby. crazy. Crazy. Um, <laughs> also, uh, worth noting, there were, a, there were a set of brothers who are in eight Olympics together, eight consecutive Olympics together. Oh, that's together. wonderful. Which is like, um, Piero and Raimundo di Inze, di Inzeo from Italy. And they're uh, equestrians. They're equestrian athletes. Ooh. Really cool. Um, but yeah, we're, Olympic longevity is a big thing. Really, a really unusual thing. And... Worth noting, uh, one athlete is in her seventh Olympics also this time. And mm-hmm. she is Formiga, who is a Brazilian football player. She's oh. currently 43 years old and she's still in the national team of Brazil, which is cool. Grab. It's a really cool that's, thing. It's um, unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, also worth noting that... Uh, Robert Scheidt for Brazil is also still, he's like, uh, he's currently 48 years old and in his seventh Olympics as well. And he is a two-time gold medalist, two-time silver medalist, and one-time bronze winner for sailing. And yeah, Olympic longevity is unusual to see, right? And yeah. we're talking about nerdy, nerdy Olympic stats. My uh, Most medals in most medals for, a, for one athlete in a single Olympic tournament is Michael Phelps with eight. <laughs> Yeah, eight gold, which was the 2008 Beijing Olympics where he just showed up. <laughs> um, yeah, also worth noting, um, Oksana Chuso Vitina, who's on her, she is 43 years old, yeah. uh, 46 years old, and she's still doing gymnastics in wow. the in this year's Olympics. Also, Crazy. a multi-time Olympic medalist. And has represented the Soviet Union, Uzbekistan, and Germany. Like, wow. Amazing, amazing Olympic careers right there. But yeah, um, there are so many Olympic stats. And those are like what we're saying right now just scratches the surface. But I think if there's one thing very geeky about the Olympics, it's all of these information <laughs> available. Olympic records, Olympic achievements, most, you know, most medals. You know, did you know this guy won a medal Olympics? Those little fun facts that you know are cool. And I think one last stat that we can look at before moving on, and really important, is the where am I? Where am I? Where am I? Oh, most Olympic medals for each nation. Well, the United States just um, is very distant from everyone else with two thousand five hundred twenty two two thousand five hundred medals. That's crazy. Second most is the Soviet Union, which does not exist anymore. 
with 1,010 medals. We can see <laughs> the exact number because they have not participated. Imagine, Stephen, if the Soviet Union were around, they would just still be neck and neck. <laughs> Pretty much, <laughs> man. Pretty much. And third is Great Britain with 800. It almost, uh, which, oh, 850 plus medals. We're not counting the, uh, we're not counting the, the current Tokyo medals yet, but yeah, they're close. Yeah, of course. French is, the French are far, not far off with 700 plus medals. Germany has 600 plus medals. Italy with 500. Italy in, in like sixth place has 500 and this is mostly because they're ex of their excellence in fencing and equestrian they have a lot yeah. of players there. and i guess they're also really good in the winter games as well <laughs> yeah of course i mean and they've hosted also, turin i think before about yeah they 2006 um, torino next off after italy is china china would you believe steven only is in their 11th or 10th olympic games they weren't mm. there from the beginning. So, you know, despite their short history, they have a lot of medals in this, especially when they hosted in Beijing, where they were the top medal getter, top gold of medal course, getting nation. Of course. Of course they would be. Yeah. And then there's Australia, Sweden, Hungary, and Japan, and Russia with, with 400 medals. Currently active wow. nation. Yeah. And for those who are wondering, the Philippines now has 11, actually 12 medals. We just don't Woo! know if the 12th medal is gold or silver. Uh, we have, um, <laughs> we currently have uh, one gold medal, three silvers, mm -hmm. and seven bronze medals. We have uh, two multi-time medalists, Heidelin Diaz and Cofilio Idolfonso. Mm. For swimming, two bronze medals for that guy. And for Heidelin Diaz, gold and silver. And yeah, those are little Olympic stats. Those are little nerdy Olympic stats that we just know. We just look and love, enjoy so much. Before we go to our main event, and as we wait for Steven, he's just going to be back in a few minutes. Um, we're going to talk about a little, uh, one of our partners, um, Podmetrics. Podmetrics is a uh, data, a podcast data aggregating site where you're able to look at the listener data of your um, podcast, your uh, where people are listening. So, yeah, if you're wondering how well your podcast is performing, you can add your account. You can create a Podmetrics account and take a look at all the stats from, from various platforms. You can also take a look at live video data, like what we're doing right now. We can take a look at the statistics of this episode uh, and all of our previous audio and video episodes as well. So yeah, Podmetrics is, is uh, the best part about this is it's free. You can just, uh, if you're looking for uh, a way to assess the performance of your podcast, you can just take a look at uh, Podmetrics. And you can also use our code, which is all caps, G-E-E-K-Y-J-U-A-N-S, geeky ones. Well, um, that's geeky ones. Use our Podmetrics code because yeah, it would, that's another way of helping our site. Another way of helping adding more support to our podcast and uh thank you so much for that by the way uh shout out to derv of wrestling after work yeah he says love you guys good luck have fun yeah we are having a nice little time in this uh olympic field episode and steven i guess you're back let's go all right before so... now we go to our main event <laughs> main event yeah of, um you know 
Uh, we talk about geeky Olympic moments. Nothing, but nothing will ever top geeky so far, or maybe in the, even in the next Olympic tournaments. Then whatever happened in the Tokyo in the in the Tokyo Olympics in twenty yeah technically twenty twenty Olympics still called twenty twenty Olympics. Um, where do we start? Uh, okay, the opening. The opening ceremony is a mishmash of Japanese video game music. Mm. Okay, that the opening ceremony itself is like a, a whole nerd fest of music of video games. And despite Nintendo pulling Mario, pulling their pulling Mario and uh, Link out of the Olympic ceremony, there yeah. was so much. There was still so much. Have you seen the original? plans for you know for the Tokyo Olympics before I would bet I would bet it was it was crazier but yeah uh, Lady Gaga was supposed to come out of the Mario pipe oh wow that's actually really awesome yeah but yeah right? unfortunately, huge. due to circumstances uh due to the pandemic yeah everything just uh went uh went all right but uh now we're you know now we're in the middle of these olympics and it's happening yeah i mean and there the was olympics a full are... leak and you want you I'll, I'll read the full leak later but go ahead okay go on uh okay okay so music from video games included a uh, dragon quest final fantasy yeah. specifically the victory fanfare that one the really awesome <laughs> there's monster hunter there's Kingdom yeah. Hearts, the Olympus Coliseum, uh, Chrono Trigger, <laughs> Ace Combat of all games, Steven. Ace Combat uh. is there. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog, the Tales RPG series, Tales of um, mm-hmm. the Tales, Tales of Symphonia, yeah, Pro Evolution Soccer. Um, Wow. Fantasy Star Universe, Fantasy Star, the, another great RPG series. Gradius, <laughs> uh, a shmup, a space shoot em up. The game is there too. Near, near Automata, near Replica, you know, those games. Um, Saga, yeah. the Saga series, and mm-hmm. Soul Calibur. Really awesome. Um, yeah, it's a really nerd fest. And uh, now, Steven, I think you can talk about the plans that you saw, the leaked plans. before. Okay, so the original plan was going to be made by choreographer Mikiko. She has worked with the likes of uh, Perfume, Baby Metal, and Hoshino Gen. Um, the really interesting part here is that here's how the opening of the Tokyo 2020 Olympics was supposed to go. I'll read it verbatim. The curtain opens with a scene where a red motorcycle races through. Outline of Mikiko's team proposal. According to the document, the opening ceremony starts with a red motorcycle racing through the Mm -hmm. Olympic Stadium. It is the red motorcycle from Akira. Tomo Katsuhiro's beloved manga became a hot topic again after it was said to have predicted the Tokyo 2020 Olympics, which it did. It did, which which is Um, fucking insane. Which uh, in that in the anime the Olympics got suspended as well, postponed. Yeah, uh, exactly. for Akira it was indefinitely postponed. Yeah, for <laughs> obviously we yes. have the games happening uh, yeah, despite yeah. whatever whatever case. Mm. Okay, and then continuing making use of projection mapping, the city of Tokyo emerges. 
Daichi Miura and Sugawara Koharu appear and add flowers that say Neo Tokyo 2020, drawn by Otomo, another nod to Akira, is projected in the stadium. I think I have to share screen on this one. Is that okay? Can I share a screen? Or yeah, or I you, do not know, have you can just mention some highlights of whatever. Wait now. Let's keep going. Just a flashback the to the 1964 Olympics. Oh yeah. Female nice. dancers with glowing balls. <laughs> Grab it. This is insane. And then Mario appears. Oh god, Mario. The last character of the video appears in, to jump into two giant lantern screens suspended above the screen. A dance performance inspired by synchronized swimming takes place. Pyro sparks sweep along the outlines of humans. Oh my gosh. This is insane, man. This would have been so much cooler. <laughs> yeah, but this, this would have been so much cooler, but then the choreographer was removed for it to be replaced by the child torturer. Yeah, crazy. Which is crazy. Insane. Um, let's just say that the Olympics organized the guy, the Olympics board of Japan was pretty much a mess at this point. They're a, they're a huge mess. I mean, somehow, letting officials go. Sorry. Somehow, some way, somehow, some way, they still got these go these games going, which is kind of uh, crazy and also kind of dangerous because the. There's still a huge, um, there's still a huge COVID, there's still a huge COVID presence in Japan, and it's not. Yeah. And you know. Imagine more. This is, I consider this worse than uh, China in Beijing 2008, replacing a little girl dubbing over yeah. her voice. Well, but that was. Uh, I thought that yeah, was bad. I mean, but the adjustments on the Beijing Olympics were not as drastic as whatever we have seen exactly, in Tokyo. So that's exactly. Exactly. Is getting. it? I mean, dubbing over a kid is one thing, but hiring a child torturer, not just any, like a child, hire, this is insane. Or, you know, hiring any shady figure, which they have had a couple of before yes. they fired them. It was crazy. Literally yeah. because the world saw that, oh, hey, why are you hiring a child torturer? And then it, they only removed them once the people realized that, oh, no. Yeah. It's like they people are finally realizing. People dug up. Sorry. Oh, sorry. They only removed them when people dug up, which is a yeah, exactly, exactly. So I think the it's a perfect reflection of Japan. You, they tried to hide as much of the dirt as possible and cover you with anime and video games and everything. It, it it's it's sugarcoating. They love yeah. the sugarcoat, but in truth, Japan is very against the LGBT community. They they're don't make it easy the, for foreigners to own property. <laughs> I think in a way that there's still uh you know there's still long there's still long ways off, decades off to you know, despite being a bass, despite being a uh, being a place with sophisticated technology, they're still in a way a bit behind on times. Because uh, I think it's you know, their population is uh, one of the oldest and you know, I think it's uh, I think it's it it's a new generation needs to step in for for this one. But hey, let's talk about various things that happened in the Olympics as well. So let's talk about some um, geeky athletes, Steven. <laughs> let's go on a <laughs> You saw my also twice. Wait, oh yeah, wait. Oh yeah, you, you mentioned that. I'll mention this one first. Um, a windsurfer, okay. because surfing mm. is now finally an Olympic sport. Yeah. A windsurfer named... Um, 
Kieran Badlow mm-hmm. used his uh had his head had his hair fashioned in the same way as Ang from the last airbender <laughs> blue hair with an arrow and you know, oh. that's him that's him loving the entire show as a whole and inspiring him to become mm-hmm. like uh, a true airbender because he's a windsurfer you know <laughs> a master of the winds as he said but yeah really cool on that uh also um the one that got viral is uh um vitalina batarashkina who was known for mm-hmm. her her gun pose which uh, people criticize stupidly because people thought oh that pose is wrong you know it's a lot of recoil and stuff people those people who complain who have never you've probably done a sporting event in their life probably mm. okay but yeah uh by the way that re- that pose that pistol pose has been done for like almost a century pretty much a century where your mm. your gun is like there and your hand is in your your left hand is in the left pocket yeah <laughs> it's like it's like the standard pistol shooting pose and people so what's the giggy part of her i know of her career? oh yeah she's she used she has a Witcher medallion from the Witcher video game series. Wow, <laughs> nice, nice. And that yeah, she's excellent. an Olympic gold medalist, by the way. <laughs> yeah. And although uh her medal does not count for her nation because what? um ROC, Russian Olympic Committee. Oh so how does that work though if it's the roc like how it does not count as russia mm. you cannot even say russia or russian so that's very odd and but interesting essentially uh i think essentially it's like um competing for yourself in a way competing mm. you know, just for you to get a medal it's like individual Medal of glory. I mean, of course, people would say that this still counts for their nation. But yeah, because of uh, Russia's doping ban, a, f- a few years doping ban, I think it encompasses until the World Cup, if they ever join. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah, they're they're kind of uh, suspended from being represented as Russia. Mm. Anyway, there we go. Um. Yeah, next one. What are other nerd? Oh yeah, whoa yeah. Of course, you see in my background, there's a Gundam in an Olympic cycling tournament. Yeah, that's an Odaiba, right? No. Yeah, Odaiba. Okay. And that's the unicorn Gundam in unicorn mode in the Olympics. And uh, the announcer tried his best to say Gundam. How did he say it? <laughs> I think he say Gandam or something. He just butchered it straight up, but. It was nice to see, you know, Gundam in the backdrop of an Olympic tournament. Who would have known that would have happened anywhere, anytime, right? But yeah, Tokyo 2020 is a really uh, a geek fest for for what it's worth. The you know, a lot of stuff. It was a it's an ongoing tournament. It's like we only have like a few days remaining, like a week and a half. Oh maybe? yeah, shit, that's true. I mean, the Olympics were never really long to begin with. It just feels long because there's so it's usually many two weeks, the match. Usually yeah, two, two to three weeks, weeks in general, yeah. And it's just like it's it's just because there's so many things happening at once. That's why we think it's like it it feels like a month. It's essentially yeah, it does it feels like a month. Anyway, um, let's go. Uh, oh yeah, the Google Doodle Olympic RPG. Huh. There is? Uh, yeah, Google Doodle 
had an there was an entire RPG dedicated to the uh, Google Doodle, which is about um, an RPG game where you play various mini games that are related to. The oh, games. nice! It's a little cat RPG, Doodle Champion Island Games. But mm. yeah, uh, it's currently not available, but it was available during the opening week of the Olympics, and mm. then um people have played it it's really good it was a really nice little it's a it's like a few hours worth of your time imagine an, a browser game being that crazy stuff but yeah that's the that's our geeky moments and before we end now steven uh what uh, we talk about olympic sports we like to see now, i think i can start with esports mm. i think i want to see esports in the olympics i think they've tried they tried They've tried pushing it right now to the IOC. But I think my question, what video game should be an Olympic sport? Smash Brothers. Well, Smash, Smash Brothers, Brothers hands down. Well, <laughs> well uh, I'll say that Smash Brothers has a bit of conflict in the fighting game community because some people don't see it as like a true technical fighting game and people tout the likes of Tekken and Street Fighter for being a bit the more intense ones. Uh, I think one video game, two video games that could be on the Olympic level is Dota and League of Legends. They're because they they both have the biggest prize pools in esports and they play in stadiums. Steven. they play mm-hmm. in stadiums. League of Legends had a the NA tournament only. NA had a Staples Center tournament before, so like yeah. Uh, I think Dota and League of Legends has a good chance. Counter-Strike might have a chance. But I think if we're going with um if we're going with esports, oh do you think Steven, men's and women's categories for esports, do you think that that also should be a thing? Of course. Mm. Because esports is male and women's categories. If you're, wondering, if you're wondering, women in esports are pretty underrepresented, and I think Having a women's tournament is a great way to you help, know get yeah. more get more get more get more women get more you know, mm-hmm. young girls try inspire hey you can also yeah. do this you can do this too you can Pero you know, ko lang, like like I feel like esports is one of those sports na gender doesn't matter it's all about yeah, your the, skill talaga. yeah but the thing is uh, but the thing is yeah male presence in esports is feels like eighty to nine eighty percent. The very least, ninety percent, the most, and I think having um, also having a women's tournament increases, you know, the presence of uh, women in gaming in general re- helps give a helps give a more positive influence on the community as well. So that's gonna mm. be cool. But yeah, um, Olympic Games. Uh, what else, Stephen? What what sport do you have in mind that's not an Olympic sport yet? Hmm. I mean, they already did skateboarding. That was pretty cool. Or, or something that you want to come back. <laughs> um, vert skateboarding. Oh, you, yeah. you, know, you know, I was you know, you know the one that the, the one we always see Tony Hawk do. And about that, when you saw Tony Hawk highlights, he was always on a vert ramp. He, he like was a vert, vert skater. He was a yeah. Vert he's a vert skater. He's not a street skater. Yeah. Like yeah, Margin in the Dust skateboarding. Is different from Tony Hawk skateboarding. Yeah, Marjorie Marjorie Didal is a street skater. Yeah, and I was so happy to see that. I was happy to see skate. I was happy to see street skateboarding being the one accepted first. Yeah, I thought it, it was, would be vert, right? Because it's more yeah. competitive than vert, right? 
I mean, both are really difficult because street, you really have to, you really have to improve on your ground skills, yeah. ground tricks, yeah. and vert. You really have to go. Uh, you really have to literally go vertical, as the name mm. say, says. And you know, if someone lands a nine hundred on the Olympics, I would be so happy. <laughs> I would be so hyped. Tony Hawk would probably cry. As yeah, because well. yeah. he's like, oh, I can, I can finally like retire properly. <laughs> Because people in the Olympics did a 900. But yeah, I think um, I think yeah, vert skating was good. That'd uh, be fun. What are other even roller hockey, that'd be fun. Roller hockey. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. That that feels like a huge. That's a good thing. Um, field hockey is already in. Ice hockey yeah. is already in. I think adding that is gonna be cool. Oh, Stephen, a bit what? of an unusual sport. Australian rules football. Have you heard of this? Wouldn't that be unfair because Australia would basically dominate it like Canada does with ice well, hockey? I think that's one reason that, that it's not. It's like <laughs> the reason they remove softball is that the United States is just getting every medal, every tournament. But they bought it back. They bought it back in this year. <laughs> but Australian rules I mean, football, yeah. I think, Austra- I think it's Australia rules football <laughs> for this one in, in general. But yeah, Australia. Australian football was in the Olympics, and mm-hmm. I would be disappointed if it was, uh, it was a demonstration sport, I think. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Oh, wow. Steven, would you believe there was a, there was a, an unofficial sport called cannon shooting? We forgot to mention this. Cannon shooting? Cannon shooting. Yeah, I think, it's, or I think it's just aiming your cannon and hitting a target. Same as like pistol and mm-hmm. rifle, <laughs> except it's bigger and more explosive. Dangerous as well. Okay, um, motorcycle racing in the Summer Olympics. Do you think uh, motor? Oh, Steve. Do you think motorsports should be there or no? I think motorsports events are already big as is, and I mean it's already big for like a global audience. I don't think it yeah. needs even more and attention. In the Olympics. an entire FIA-approved racetrack. Yeah, is really difficult. <laughs> Magastos, no. Yeah, I mean, so the Olympics, Olympics themselves are already an expensive venture that, you know, exactly. would never probably give you um, return of investment anytime soon. Mm, uh, as Montreal, <laughs> as Montreal, as the Montreal Olympics at that. Uh, but I think, you know, there are other, um, oh, pigeon racing was in the Olympics. What the hell? Yeah. Um, uh, Sava- um, do you think other martial arts would be there? MMA or something? MMA too kickboxing. violent. Like, I don't know. Like for me, like the the thing with MMA, because it's like I get I get the hype of I get the hype of of MMA. Because we are all violent animals in by nature, and we love to see brawls and everything. But I don't know. It just doesn't. I, I don't. MMA like does, just doesn't feel. Like it, it's just weird because you're you're intentionally hurting your opponent. Parang weird eh. Because other sports hindi man necessarily like that. Chaka diba? Pag sa boxing yun, nakakob lahat diba? Yeah. So parang it's still very I think, different. I think a good compromise would be kickboxing. Olympic amateur mm. kickboxing. Which, uh, you know, there's still a lot of padding there. Padding. And I think grappling would, would, not, be, would not be compromised in that sense. Or uh, I think even Muay Thai can be considered like uh, can be made in a safer environment in the in an Olympic environment as well. Oh, Stephen, uh, I think one Olympic sport we'd like to come back to 
would you agree cricket should be a should come back? No, it's way too long. It runs way too long. Like it's even longer okay. than golf. Oh, <laughs> For God. me personally, yeah. Like it's it, golf is already long, diba. But imagine oh, yeah, more games lasting for like days. Holy shit. Yeah, diba. I mean that's where we got the Pakistani meme guy, diba, with posting like that. <laughs> yeah, well, that's him, you know. Oh god, the this term is long. Oh, how about lacrosse? Wede. But it's basically By field the way, hockey. If you're wondering, it's it's not gonna be it the last time, the last few times they did it. It was not dominated by the United States. Canada and Great Britain also were contenders. Hmm. So that's one word. That's one thing worth noting. Um, bowling. Bowling should be an Oh Olympics yeah, definitely. I agree. I mean, I mean the. I mean, our first gold medal was a demonstration sport by Aryan Serdena for the women's for the women's tournament of gold. Or the exhibition tournament of um, in 1988 in Korea, mm. in South Korea, in Seoul. Um, but yeah, the, yeah, bowling should be an Olympic sport. Yeah, it should be. It should be. Um, how about darts, Stephen? Do you think darts should be an Olympic sport? Puede. That'll be fun. Okay. Now I'm okay. I want to make sure. Okay. How about chess, Stephen? I think chess is overdue. To be an Olympic sport, yeah, I think it's if we can have any, curling, we can have chess. If we can have curling, we could almost have any sport known to man. I <laughs> can agree on that. Um, would you know corfball, Stephen? Corfball, what is that? Uh, corfball is kind of like netball. <laughs> I think I'm not making any sense on that. A netball is like basketball with uh, basketball with less dribbling and a bit slower. You know, instead of instead you can shoot on the move like basketballs. Really, you can you can do things on the move. Netball is like uh, a bit more still. You know, it's just uh, but netball is a pretty, it's a really good sport too. Corfball, mm. I'm not familiar with that much in corfball. Rugby is now in rugby union. Rugby sevens is now an Olympic sport. So that's kind of cool to see. I was introduced in 2016. I was happy to see rugby as an Olympic sport because. It, Freaking deserves to be an Olympic sport, is it? And it's not one region. It's not you know, even though New Zealand is a uh, no, New Zealand is dominant there. Fiji is the current medalist of rugby for both Rio and Tokyo. That's interesting. Um, what else? Yes. What else can we add? Uh, was polo at the Summer Olympics? Oh, Stephen, what about polo? Water polo, I can see, but polo, nah, <laughs> like that'd be like an animal rights issue, right? Yeah, I mean, it's like hockey but with horses, I guess. Yeah, essentially, it's like instead of being yeah. on skates, you're on horses. Uh, I, I don't think there's penalty boxes there, though. Yeah, <laughs> anyway, uh, true. roller hockey, you said, Stephen. I think it was a demonstration sport. Yeah, it was a demonstration sport in 1992. And Stephen, would you like to see roller hockey as an Olympic sport? Ah, okay, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, Jackie, actually, on the comment section, hi. Um, Corfball is like basketball, but there's no dribbling, and the net is higher, and there's no board. It's like netball with no dribbling. Okay, so I get it. I get why why it's kind of a weird thing to put in the Olympics. But yeah, 
Those are it's like one of those sports where you can hit people in the face. <laughs> I don't think you really can, but it's technically a non-contact sport, by the way. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, it is. That's interesting. Yeah, it is a oh, it's a Dutch yeah. so I think, sport. That's cool. Yeah, I uh, maybe the Dutch will dominate it. I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, water motor sports. Now, Steven, would you like to see Tug of War come back? That's the real question. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes. Imagine. Because uh, people. Imagine just get, like, just get like 10 strong men from each country to pull a freaking rope. <laughs> you know? Oh, That's yeah. Like the best be thing fun. in this. Olymp- and, you know, Olympic gold medal competition. Imagine like, oh, man. It's, it's, I know, it's, I know, it's, I know it's, it sounds ridiculous, but I think it's competitive as well. It's fun. Hmm. And it's a medal sport. So tug of war was around for 20 years in the Olympics. It was around in five Olympic tournaments. So tug of war. So yeah, please, please, the IOC, bring back tug of war. <laughs> That'd be fun. That'd be so fun. It would actually be awesome. I mean, it it would sound ridiculous in on paper, but no, it's actually really good. <laughs> Great Britain, current Great Britain led the tug of war, medal table on that. So yeah. Anyway, yeah, I guess that's it for our episode. Um, Olympic sports yeah. one, and yeah, thank you for speaking of uh, um speaking of um events. Okay, go. Hype up. Uh, we do wanna mention this one event that we're trying to create. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're trying to. It was just one of those random things that we came up with. Uh, well, not we came up with. Our friend Derv came up with it, actually. Uh, a weird suggestion on that. But yeah. One of the most random suggestions ever, which was to say, in a, hey, so one of our best performing articles is Cuddle Weather, uh, a movie review of Cuddle Weather starring Sue Ramirez and R.K. Bhagat Singh. And yeah. because we all have a crush on Sue Ramirez, <laughs> we thought, hey, what if we create a hashtag that could maybe somehow convince Sue Ramirez to join us for an episode of the Geeky Ones podcast to discuss her acting choices, her 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 her, her career unique, in general, and yeah, her career in general, yeah. Or you know, we can ask, ask some geeky interests that she might have. Mm, you know, exactly, exactly. And it would be our plan is to just uh, get this hashtag trending if possible. Yeah, get the it is called uh, hashtag Suan X the Kiki Juans. Yeah, and we That's just cool. want to like get Sue Ramirez's attention to join our podcast to have some fun, you know, maybe yeah. grab a bottle of awesome GSM Zoom Mojito. With, yeah, have an awesome episode with a, with a really cool guest, with a really awesome guest. Anyway. Let's go, yeah. And before we leave That's our episode, it, yeah, you can follow the Geeky Ones. Uh, just go at the Geeky Ones on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube. All of our social medias have that same handle, so you you you'll find us and you'll find us on on uh, on any major social media platform. You can also check check out thegeekyones.com for various geek related blogs as we said we have we have movie reviews there we have anime reviews video game reviews in some sometimes but yeah really awesome 
And for our podcast, for the audio version of this episode, you can watch us. Uh, you can watch. You're, you're watching us right now on Facebook, by the way. You can watch our, by the way, for video, uh, for previous episodes, you can take a look at our Facebook page. Where, and I think we got, we're also live on YouTube, so I think you can also check um, check that out. And you can also um, listen to our podcast, the audio version on Anchor, Spotify, a- Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, other major platforms. And yeah, give a listen, share, and download, you know. Can listen. I uh, can listen at home while work, as we're staying at home, and yeah. For those who are listening, thank you. For those who are watching, thank you as well. Yeah, you know, always awesome to have uh, weekly weekly episodes live on Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. And yeah, and I guess that's it. Um, that's episode uh, episode eighty four. We're almost on the road to one hundred, Stephen, and. Man, yeah, we have right? to plan that out anyway. So let's go yeah. and but for now we just go out. We just go and say goodbye. Let's hope and... <laughs> what? Can can I say something? Yeah, go. Okay, so hopefully by next week we will have a few more medals. Just saying. Yeah. Hopefully, by next week, we have a few more Olympic medals. Yeah, that's one thing. Let's go, let's go. Manifest. Manifest. Manifest, create. We're already at our best medal finish with a gold and at least a silver right now. But hey, if we get more, if we get three or more, yeah, let's go. Let's keep going. But yeah, all right, man. That's our Olympic closing ceremony for this episode. And thank you so much for watching. Uh, I'm Drew. Next to me is Steven. For this is the geeky ones, and we'll see you next episode. Bye. Bye. This episode of The Geeky Ones is presented to you by Ambidexter. Check out ambidexter.media for more information.